Welcome to a very first episode of Soul7. Everyone, uh, we're going to have a bunch of different house rules uh, that are going to differ from like what we usually do. Uh, one important one is that all of you get something called a plot point. This means that at any moment during the game, not a session, whole game, each one of you get a chance to completely change what's happening around you so if all of a sudden you want to say oh i found a door or or hey a monster appears or hey a building destroys whatever you want to do save someone kill someone do do anything you're allowed to do that uh, the only complication to that is that the player next to you uh let's see the way i see it on my screen clockwise right will have to make that situation a little bit more complicated so for example anton if you decide at some point that hey um a huge truck falls from the sky. Um, Katie, your job would be to say how much more complicated this whole situation becomes. You just, for, made, you just, for you just, you just made it very complicated for me. So yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. How and the truck is on fire. <laughs> yeah, the, the truck is on fire. Yes, and, and uh, you're on fire, and everyone's on fire. Yes, <laughs> it's fine. It always is. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, another important moment is that every time uh, someone rolls a natural seven, uh, we will have a city-wide event happening, which will eventually catch up with you. I think. I think that's all. Uh, how everyone do good. We, how yeah. do we get the plot points? Uh, yeah. Each one of you gets one for the whole game, not for for one session, but for the whole game. Each one of you has one opportunity to change the situation drastically, uh, whether you want to or don't want to. So okay. yeah. Um, you might want to you might want to ask the rest of the players before you do anything. Kind of hint at what you're planning to do if everyone's okay with it. Uh, but it's uh, it's up to you at the end of the day to decide if you want to do it or not. Sounds good. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Uh, let me see if I have some music playing in here. We do. Okay. Cool. So, uh, the city of Seoul. Uh, the solar punk dream of the far far away future is happening right now. Um, today is June 1st of the year 2134, and the city is celebrating its charting day. Uh, tall and small buildings overflowing with lush greenery, and the city is alive with motion. People are outside putting the streamers, some of the automatons you see like helping people cross the streets, a lot of people using bikes circling here and there, and uh, City is ready to celebrate the charting day. Uh, another year, successful year, of uh, pretty much surviving in this unusual futuristic environment. I'm gonna roll a dice here to see who will we visit first. Okay, I rolled a two. We get closer to the city center. Uh, here, the buildings are not as small as on the edges of it. Some of the towers are almost alabaster color, and among these towers and greenery, there is a temple, temple dedicated to equilibrium. You see uh, a building that's a little bit higher than the rest. Every balcony is filled with some kind of plant or a solar panel, and at the very top of it, on the flat roof, there's almost like an additional building uh, built by uh, probably uh, Pax herself. Valerie, would you like to introduce your character and tell us sure. what is she doing? Hi, uh, my name is Pax, and I am a human and monk. Um, I'm about 175 centimeters tall, um, just like, you know, normal human height. Um, I have a long silver hair, which is braided in different amount of um, braids, kind of like Viking style. And I have blue eyes, I'm um, 
and my clothing is very usual for monks, as you would imagine. Uh, harem pants, uh, sleeveless wrap shirt of a green color, and uh, my arms and legs are wrapped in the um, uh, bandages. I've got no shoes. I'm just walking kind of like bare naked, not naked, uh, barefoot, <laughs> shoeless. This is an interesting twist. <laughs> <laughs> That's another character of mine. No, um, yes, um, I've got a lot of earrings on my ears and a lot of rings on the fingers, but that's basically my appearance. As for today, for this big celebration, each district celebrates like a small kind of party, so um, Pax has her children who she teaches martial arts in the temple, so um, Pax is gathering the kids together to um, to line up to um, to show what they learned at my temple as like a showcase of my kids, and I'm being quite strict and but soft with them because they are what like seven, five years old, and um, gathering them together on the little square to show. Um, showcase what they've learned at my temple. All right, and yeah, this uh, are are you currently in the temple or are you outside already? Outside, outside, outside. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, uh, a bunch of kids, uh, maybe more than a dozen, are currently like swinging different sticks, and you see that while some are definitely like learn something, a couple of just standing there picking their nose and uh, yeah, enjoying it, uh, pretty much doing the best what they can do to showcase what they learned over the year. Yeah, the weather is nice, like the slow gentle chimes of um, of the temple itself surprisingly not annoying for chimes which is a rarity the people are enjoying their atmosphere and you can see a couple of kids uh having like a sparing round which you have to decide um two of uh, two of the kids which you thought before um lou and jessica are kind of fighting on it and uh after a couple of rounds cha cha you see that lou finally uh wins and yeah um, victorious, victorious! They celebrate, people applaud. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what's happening with with your temple right now. Um, as people applaud and another sparing round begins, um, you're being approached by Limpy, uh, your your wife. Yes. And she, she's going that you know you've done quite a lot of quite a lot of good work with these children. Surprisingly, now they can at least stand and, and swing the staff which is which is quite a progress comparing to what it was before i know right it was it just took me so much patience but thanks love um i appreciate your comment there yeah um, how are you doing today yeah not bad not bad and she looks um at buana uh your your child uh who's currently like right right next to you enjoy look um do you do you want to go to, to the city center today? Uh, there's going to be quite a big of a crowd, and I know that the representation from the temple is required, but do you have to go? I do have to go um, because, well, I was invited, and I cannot say no to them, right? I mean, it's such an honor to be presented there and to present our temple, so I will have to go. Um, mm. Do you want to come with me? And I look at Buana and I touch her hair, just like, you know, um, and ask if she wants to come as well. I mean, I could. Do you, do you want us there? There's there's no problem going. Personally, I would probably prefer to stay here. But if you want us there, we will be there. It's up to you, darling. Um, if um, I'm not going to insist on you because it's going to be so much people. And I know you don't like crowds. Mm. Um, but if you want to come, I would be happy to see you there. 
classic indecisive couple. Yeah, like, no, you decide. No, you decide. Let's flip a coin. Um, I'll go. We'll go. No problem at all. Um, no problem at all. I guess we have a couple of more hours before we have to get there. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll finish here, and I'll meet you meet you meet you at our place, and and then and then we'll just sure. move on. Right? Sounds good. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Um, with this slight intro, we're gonna move to uh, someone else. Pam, 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 pam. Closer to the city's edge, in one of the neighborhoods that was established very early on, uh, we see rice fields. Some are worked by people, others are worked by the automata. Uh, and um, in, in one of the rice fields, what's supposed to be a still picture, you see some kind of motion and the overgrowth rice plants just move around. There is a large, real capybara just running through it, spreading, like, just... With all its might, with all its capybara power, it's running. And behind it, a large automaton just... Tatiana, would you like to introduce your character? <laughs> this is great. I love this. Um, so, hi. Uh, my name is Eta, and I'm an automaton. And I'm currently having an, a bit of an issue with a capybara. So, I am, I am quite a tall, quite a kind of not very... Um, not very dexterous um, automaton, um, about two meters tall. Um, you can see that it's a bit, it's a bit patchy, and all the kind of parts. You can see that it's, it's, it's been around. It's been beaten up a bit. Um, some colors don't match. Some um, kind of outer, outer shells are are different colors. It's mostly white um, with kind of orange patches. You can see. Um, Eta wearing the kind of classic triangle hat that you would usually wear in a rice field. Um, you can see um, across the kind of chest plate and on the um, on the waist, like a little um, DIY belt with with screwdrivers, with bits and bobs and everything that kind of can be found around um, to to kind of fix things and, and mend things. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's currently charging after a large capybara through the rice fields. <laughs> right, as you charging behind the animal, whatever the sounds the capybaras make, I assume they squeak like beep, 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 it just turns again and again. And you cross the field into into someone else's, and you see a bunch of people working there. So it runs through them, and everyone's just whoa. Um, I would like you to roll a dexterity check to see if you can catch up with this magnificent and majestic beast. Mag oof. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, you, you see a moment, whoop, and um, hydraulics, if I pronounce it correctly, like in your feet, just whoop, launch you on top, and you, whoop, in, a, in a roll, you catch the capybara, and you kind of hug it. Uh, the beast is now yours. You can, you can do with it whatever you want to do with it. Nice. Um, well, I kind of, I think I go, okay, well, it's my turn now, and I will wild shape into a capybara and charge away from it. And uh, yeah, as soon as this weird, <laughs> weird trans transition happens, you charge through the field. People who work in here are used to it to some extent at least like they saw this happening before but yeah uh the catching of each other uh apparently almost on every morning ritual goes on after running around uh with each other you return 
to your I'll home. I'll head home. Yeah. You'll head home. Yeah. Um, you arrive much, much, much earlier than the capybara itself. I mean, there there are some pluses to being like a mechanical creature compared to the carbon-based one, right? There is a large table, and the family is uh, slowly like putting all kinds of food on top of it. Automatons are coming back from the fields and. People are ready to enjoy the evening and celebrate the charting day. At the table, uh, you see a family with whom you've been living with, with whom you've been living for a while now. Among the people who are sitting at the table, in the very head of the table, uh, there is uh, a father of the family, Pazo. They've been living in Seoul even before Seoul became Seoul. Uh, they've been here among the very first people who once established the city and the community that wasn't here before that. Uh, they've been. They've been taking care of the of these rice fields for multiple years now, for at least a couple of generations, and uh, they're here to celebrate the achievement of uh, everything that happened here. Pazu in there is going like, yes, I I know we have to go to the city center. I don't want to. If anyone can go instead of me, I would I would honestly prefer that. I would honestly prefer that. And uh, Kiki, their mother, goes, just listen, you have to go just as a representative from, from our district, from our soul. Uh, you'll spend a couple of hours in there. Uh, I would like you to roll like an overall perception check just to see what's the vibe around the table. Perception. Eight plus 15. 15. Yeah, um children children there and there's like a bunch of like neighborhood kids and uh, you know children of the family uh, tombo and sophie are there they don't they don't care about what's happening right they're here for the celebration itself but when you look at the puzzle he's like he's really reluctant to go anywhere um the age is slowly catching up with him and slowly but surely he kind of turns into this he turns into an annoying old man it's uh it's definitely it's definitely in the stars for him right we could we uh, could it's going to happen what we knew it was going to happen yeah 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 everyone everyone knew it, it, it all hinted at it over the years um is there anything you would like to do say um here i will i'm well puzzle i would quite happily go instead of you but i don't really think that is an acceptable thing in this city um but i would quite happily keep you company uh i mean i mean yes Yes, let's go. It's better than go alone. Obviously, none of them are, go are going to come with me, right? Um, we just have to keep a low profile. You you can do that, right? Um, definitely. I, I always would. The city is, is covered in automatons, and I am an automaton, so yeah. All right. We've done this before. You can do this again. And you all sit down to enjoy enjoy the meal. I mean, you can't eat, but you're there for the company, so now after uh after the conversation at the table we move to a different borough uh one further north from the city center this one is more calm there's not as much commotion in the streets people in here they're not they're not sad by any means but they just seem seem to keep to themselves uh among the buildings uh there is one high rise uh and that high rise uh helga you are starting your day uh probably pouring some coffee would you like to introduce your character and tell us what you do? Of course. So my character's name is Helga. Um, she is uh, one. Uh, she's meter seventy-five. Um, she is very strongly built. You can see that she's been. She's not a stranger to physical work, and uh, her body is covered in scars. So you can see that she she looks like a tough gal. She's been she's been through stuff. She's seen stuff, and uh, she's probably done stuff herself. 
Um, she is wearing uh, ex-military camo, ca camo, camouflage type of clothes, baggy pants, and the kind of tank top. Her hair, uh, like she, her, her hairstyle, is this like shield maiden, you know, shaven, shaven sides and uh, long at the back. You can see some kind of prosthetic cyberpunky elements built into her forehead. So clearly, she had some injury. You can definitely see she's 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 the former former soldier, or you know she's she's been she's been in the army. Uh, you can see it from her eyes. You know they they show absolutely no um, no sense of uh, kindness. There is just the the side of steel. No 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 light. No humor. Just pure, pure, you know, anger and violence behind them. Um, she hasn't, she's a newcomer to the soul. She hasn't been there for too long. She's been just about over the month. Um, and yeah, traveling from some other large capital city that has been in a state of decline for quite a while. She's trying to keep to herself and not really advertised her appearance. Uh, she's not actively hiding herself from from the people but also she's trying not to be like at the center of kind of crowds you know not being seen by everyone and as you said yeah she's she's just standing in the stall drinking coffee uh looking for work uh because she just recently arrived she doesn't have like a stable job and she's looking for maybe possible bounties uh yeah mm -hmm. to to earn some uh, easy cash all right. Um, yeah. Um, Helga takes a sip of coffee, steps out to the balcony, and um, sorry, just like just need to say, yeah. I think it was kind of compulsory as well. So she's a human. So she's not like a robot or anything. She's a she's a human. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Helga takes a sip of the coffee, steps out to the balcony, and uh, the balcony in here. Um, pretty much every citizen of Seoul has like a lush balcony. There's all kind of moss, greenery growing like rapidly in here. Yours is relatively empty. There's like uh, a dragon tree and it's not like, it's not dying per se, but it's not thriving either. Um, maybe like eventually more plants will, will appear in here, but for now it's just, it's just this. And you take out uh, whatever is the uh, similar device to a phone in the faraway future that looks like a small transparent glass block and you start scrolling through uh, all of the possible work that you can find. Now, the work in Seoul is usually done rather simply, right? You do whatever you want to do. But when it comes to bounties and hunting, it gets a little bit more complicated since those are not the things that contribute to the city directly. This is something that has to be done on top of the day-to-day, -day, right? And um, not many of the bounties, like not many people are being hunted in here. If anything, a lot of people come to hide in Seoul to leave their past lives behind. And as long as they behave well, no one's going to give them back to the rest of the world. When it comes to hunting, though, uh, there is a whole guild of people who call themselves hunters. Um, the periphery of the of the city is surrounded by forest. And lo and behold, as in every other sci-fi environment, there's a whole lot of creatures in that forest that survived a lot of uh, geographical and a lot of um, weather-related changes over the past hundred years. Some dangerous, some not so much. Uh, some considered to be precious for resources. Others are just pests. And yeah, uh, scrolling through this, you find a kind of bunch of bunches that you can take on with the hunters to hunt for. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Uh, one is for a large lizard 
that's presumably attacking all of the cattle uh, to the east of the city. Uh, another one uh, north of the city, closer to the river, supposed to be an amphibian creature that's been disrupting uh, the traffic on the river. And the third one is for a swarm of giant mosquitoes uh, who are just just a pretty big issue. Uh, would you like to take one of those jobs? never been massive fan of insects uh did you say there's a large lizard at, on the east yeah east and amphibian to the north and yep. then mosquitoes hmm. yep. what do we know about the north and east like in terms of so eastern side uh is uh, mostly fields uh, that's where the rice fields are located and eastern side is where the very first uh, community was born which then grown into Seoul. uh this is where the people who eventually established the city live or used to live it's quite rural yeah that's pretty much all that you know about could you roll a real quick intelligence or history check for me to see like what kind of additional information you can you can gather intelligence um Oof, natural one. Natural one. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, no, sorry. Sorry, it's not natural one. Uh, sorry, it's just like on, on the screen. It's not really visible. Yeah. It's actually seven. Seven. Wow. Uh, that's six more than one. Um, and, yeah. it's, and, uh, and it's eight in total, so I have like plus one. So. Oh, that's, yeah, that grows rapidly. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was so uncalled for. <laughs> yeah. I don't see you like throwing the uh, uh, dice here, so... Yeah, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, what you can also recall about this uh, is that while their main produce is uh, fruit and vegetables, um, it's very strong on hydroponics also. So whenever it comes to growing something that's not supposed to grow in this particular climate, which is close to modern Italy, that's where the hydroponics come into play and you start to kind of change the weather of like one greenhouse to simulate the weather of like specific region elsewhere on earth and it gets a little bit complicated when a bunch of plants that used to be a thing are no longer are in the rest of the world uh, that's where soul is trying to preserve or save the plants that are that can't be found anywhere else yeah, Helga's not much a fan of plants. So um, <laughs> tell me, between the East Bounty and the North Bounty, are they the same the same reward? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's, it's all counted in amount of the energy credits uh, that you can then kind of uh, convert into out-of-world uh, monetary value. Yeah. Okay, I think Helga is going to go for large lizards. Large lizards, yeah, sure, no problem. Uh, you take on the job, and uh, pretty much you can start with it whenever you want. You know it's going to be pretty hard to get there today, uh, that it's being a ch uh, charting day. Uh, most of the traffic is free in the city, and it's going to be overloaded with people at least for the next 24 hours. As you accept the job, you look through this empty screen, and there uh, on the ground uh, you see a robotic kind of creature. Seems like a dog who's looking directly at you. Katie, would you like to introduce your character who is currently looking directly at Helga from the ground? Sure. Uh, yeah. So my name is Roland, and uh, when you look at me, I appear to be a automatron dog. So I'm completely made out of metal, and you would think that I was just perfectly one part of Soul's automatron beings. 
Um, but in reality, I am actually used to be a human. So I was a, a male human, uh, sort of just average build, brown hair, brown eyes, nondescript. Uh, but I was quite a smart man back in the day. I had training in technology, robotics, and intelligence. And so the body that I currently inhibit would have been something that I was actually working on back in the day. And through a series of sort of unfortunate events, my previous human body got destroyed at the time. And I was placed into the nearest, my brain was placed into the nearest being, which was a robotic dog at the time and so now I'm living in society uh, as a dog when previously I had actually been one of the main contributors to building the AI in Seoul as a whole and uh, ever since I was put into my dog form I've mostly been trying to keep on the down low uh, moving around from area to area never staying anywhere too long and I've sort of been working on my dog form building up different tools within it uh, patching up replacement parts where things start to wear down and that's how I've been living for roughly the last six and a half years all right uh quick catch me up real quick uh does your uh does your character and Helga's character know each other is that a thing or is it not um, I wouldn't think so. Uh, Helga, okay. Helga arrived to the city just, just, mm -hmm. just a month ago, so she didn't really, and she's not really the one to, you know, make friends. Um, not, not massive fan of people, and generally, you know, tends to rely on herself. Um, she did see the dog, though. She has mm -hmm. seen, she has seen the, that dog running around, and although, as you say, the, the robotic dogs is not something unusual. Uh, not something she hasn't seen before. That one looked weird because you look when you look in, into its eyes, it almost like it's like was like it understood, like it, it had something behind their eyes. You know how you look into dogs' eyes and there's just like happiness and nothing other than that. Yeah. <laughs> there was something else there. Um, so she did definitely think that this dog looked strange. Look different. All right, cool. Uh, awesome. Now, when uh, you accepted the job, is there anything you would like to accomplish or do? Uh, you're talking to Helga? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, actually, before then, um, I'd like to go to the headquarters of the Hunters Guild to see mm -hmm. if I could get um, some advance uh, for, the, for the job, some guidance, some tips, basically any form of you know support I can get before going there because Helga does have some gear on her and you know she does have her um, armor back from her soldier days and she has some you know basic basic weaponry uh, to keep her safe but it would be nice to see if she could fetch some more stuff ahead of the hunt right absolutely so uh, the hunters guild is at least the headquarters are located in the city center right in the building of the grand library this is where most of the important bureaucracy at least to some extent related uh, places are um, they're like usually taking a specific floor of the grand library um, mixing it together with the stuff that you need to receive from there there's a good chance it will be closed today since a lot of things are closed 
but yeah, you can definitely give it a shot. The, uh, you'll have to kind of pass through the crowd uh, unavoidably, but that's, I guess, that's just the part of it. That's yeah. I think I think I'm gonna try and do that. Um... Yeah, sure. And you take a little bit of time to prepare, uh, collect all of your bearings, take the stuff that you believe you might need, and just uh, take your journey there. Um, just before, soon... just sorry, yeah? before before I head out, um, is the robotic dog still there? Is the robotic dog still there, Katie? Uh, yes, but I would have moved sort of out of line sight of Helga. Out of line sight. Are you are you hiding from her? I'm not hiding per se, but I've noticed her looking at me and trying to kind of keep out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I want to say you kind of, you know, uh, the city itself is quite busy with uh, all kind of trees, buildings and objects behind, like, which you can hide or just kind of stay. So I want to say the dog is, yeah, out of sight. You, you don't, you don't see don't it anymore. See it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was some sadness. There was some sadness to that because she was, <laughs> Helga was, um... Uh, curious, uh, curious when yeah. she saw the dog, so she did. She did want to come and you know, in, in, not inspect, but check, check, check it a bit more. So when she mm -hmm. left the house and she didn't see the dog there, she, there was some slight sadness in her heart to that. But the life moves on, so she had to um, go on with her day. Yeah, and uh, you take your trip to the city center. Uh, before you arrive there, the the city itself. Uh, the closer you move to the center the busier it becomes, the more loud it becomes. There are uh, artists and jugglers and uh, all kind of people celebrating in the way they can. You can see some people grilling outside, other people just dancing to the music, uh, some people enjoying a glass of uh, semi-transparent rosé wine and just getting as much from the day as possible. Um, a lot of traffic is moving towards the city center. There, there's supposed to be a couple of big announcements announcements happening. Uh, there's supposed to be a big celebration also. So, yeah, uh, you journey there, take one of the trams, and just travel on by. Katie, or should I say Roland, over the last couple of months, there is not much newcomers in Soul 5, uh, at least in this particular district. Mercenary, who you've been keeping an eye on recently, seems to be safe. And the moment you scan her uh, going out to the bar balcony, your your AI goes off and just goes, Bark, loaded. Target seems to be safe. Would you like to proceed elsewhere? Tell us about what Roland doing today. What's their plan for today? Well, for today, it's actually quite an important day for Roland. As you know, is one of the sort of main contributors to Soul as a whole. Um, it's a day that he should be out there celebrating with everyone else. So he's actually quite pleased to see that everyone's been gathering in the centers and celebrating there and feels a bit sad that, you know, he, he doesn't quite feel safe going going into the center and celebrating with everyone else, especially since no one really knows what's that he's a human in there. Mm. Um, but he still wants to main, remain close to the center and see mm. what's going on, see uh, perhaps old friends that he used to know or fellow contributors. Um, as you said, there's not been many newcomers to, to check out who might be new in town, such as uh, Helga, mm -hmm. and keep an eye on things, so. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. As you as you walk around the city and you move closer closer to the city center, I would like you to roll a perception check just to see like how much your dog form can collect information around what's happening. Uh, perception. 
Yeah. Oh, you just roll. Right, you just roll a d20 and add uh, whatever is your. Bum, 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 bum. I think you just click on the number, like if it shows. Oh, in, in the app. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like so. Ne oh, next okay. To the skill. Yeah. Ah, I've got it. Okay, so it is two plus two four. <laughs> two plus two four. Four is not a lot. Um, it's probably nope. the. It's probably all of the people outside. Uh, like just slowing down the Wi-Fi of your of your AI. And whenever you're making a request from Bark to give you some information on what's happening, it's just stuttering a lot. Uh, pretty much like loading a YouTube video without any internet connection whatsoever. You do hear a couple of people like having a conversation about it. And it's just a couple of pedestrians going like, oh, the ad, yeah, I'll definitely go to the center. They they promised, they promised there's going to be like pretty big announcements happening. Uh, there's something about these and there's something about new automatons that they're supposed to release. So there's going to be like a whole lot of things. And I'll tell you this one, uh, my house could use a new automaton like i haven't had one in months the new the new good thing will definitely be a miracle and the conversation seemed to be seemed to be circling exactly this event quite a lot uh slowly but surely all of you make your way to the city center and in here the atmosphere changes the roads are white uh you can see people gathering next to the buildings and uh leaving some space for the tram to traverse here and there but it's mostly just tons and tons of people uh think london and new york see if it's just streets are filled um and uh yeah the atmosphere is jovial right in front of the grand library which is a tall alabaster skyscraper uh, one of the few in the city since most of it is relatively flat um this building is the hub and the center for all of the information and all of the items that are needed for running the city whenever someone needs let's say a drill or a saw or an automaton they can borrow it from here use it as long as they want and then return it accordingly uh, this is where most of the objects are coming from this is where the research is happening this is where the representatives for each district from each soul are meeting once every couple of weeks to discuss how they're going to run the city forward uh, by the will of the people naturally and yeah there is a huge huge um stage uh with one person in the middle of it and you see a young man uh probably um in early 20s announcing everything that's happening and uh, uh this loud voice just booming from the speakers that were probably set just for this event on the top of the building he goes welcome welcome everyone to another successful charting day the crowd goes yeah um today we're celebrating another successful year of everything that we've done. And I would like to, first and foremost, introduce everyone. And you see there's like a small sliding kind of object appearing in front of him with the glass covered. And there's something tiny in the middle, in the middle in there. Could, you, could someone roll a perception check if they could figure out what's in there? Sure, four. Four, yeah. I have Two. 15. 15. Well, you know, all of these roles, don't worry oh, about it. Well, nine. <laughs> nine okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Escalates quickly. Yeah. Um, a bunch of large screens appear in the air. And what you see is this glass. It's covering a bee. And as soon as the person opens it up, it just flies away. And he goes, after years of work, we're happy to introduce the very first bee that this world hasn't seen in the last few decades. While this is while we're having this conversation here, we're releasing bees all around the soul 
to finally pollinate the world around that us. Sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. Oh sure. my god, I'm so excited <laughs> yes. for it. People there's, are attacked by bees. There's this, there's this <laughs> extinct animal that like tends to well insect that tends to like you know sting you for no apparent reason. Let's just release it into the wild, like into the fucking city bundle of well, kids. They don't they yeah. don't sting you with no reason. Yeah, it's those are wasps. Okay, not bees. their reasons are just like very stretched, right? Like, <laughs> it had just a knife officer there. was about to attack me. I just had to sting it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, just to be clear, they don't release they don't release bees in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so people will suffer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knew? Who knew something like bees. that happens, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, bees, you shouldn't worry. You automaton, automaton, like... right? Uh, sorry, what? Are there bee bees, not like automaton they're, bees? They're bee bees, yes. Uh, bee bees. Okay, uh, uh, you can see like all of those screens that showed the bee are changing, and you can see the landscapes of the soul and the neighboring farms and neighboring lands, uh, where you can see what seems to be um, constructed by people, uh, very basic hives, and slowly but surely there's like tiny dots and insects are, uh, appearing around it and going into the wild. And um, I would like someone to roll an intelligence check for me real quick, please. Whoever wants it. Sure. Intelligence? Uh, oh, no, that's not me. Mm -hmm. I have 19. 19. So, Ita, you know this. Uh, over, the, over the last few decades, uh, almost for 100 years, the bees have been extinct. Extinct, sorry. What people used to do is that they would use, like, a tiny robot instead of a bee and they would create hives and they try, would try to emulate the work of a bee uh, over like specific part of the land. It worked to extent, but it wasn't perfect. And it was one of the soul's uh, biggest works to make sure that the bees return to the fauna. And apparently today it has finally happened. A lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of uh, gene engineering went into it and seems like today it's working. As people celebrate, uh, all of a sudden you hear a large explosion and um, people running around, screaming, trying to escape from somewhere. One of the domes that covers the uh, the hidden fauna in there just <clears throat> shatters into pieces. And out of there, you see a giant robotic shape. <clears throat> maybe like around 15 feet tall itself, it kind of <laughs> turns to you and you see sparks of <laughs> appearing from its neck, something's broken about it. It goes target, <laughs> acquired, and one of its hands <laughs> transforms into a large gatling gun, and it starts spinning, looking at the crowd of the people. I would like everyone to roll initiative, please. Shoot! That escalated quickly. It did, roll it. too quickly. <laughs> Initiative, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Natural one. Natural, Natural one. one. Natural one. <laughs> 16. Uh, 18 16. for me. 18. Alright, and I think it's gonna be all for today, and we're gonna continue next time. Alright. This is unfair. You cannot do this. <laughs> you can't stop here. What a tease. <laughs> yeah, a little I, bit. Yeah. I demand more. <laughs> yeah. I we'll, do as well. We'll, we'll get more, no more.